In the final days, the Silmarils will be gathered together from the earth, from the sky, and from the waters. Way back to, and what is she up to currently? Laura? Yes. Uh, Marie, Last Laura. time I seen her, she was her job. Otherwise, <laughs> right at the moment, she's trying to do. She's doing some repairs on. Um... Sorry, what? She's really repairing on Billy's outfit. Okay. Um, so sewing I it up. very. Hmm? She's sewing it up, you say? Yeah, sewing it up, yeah. I very quietly approach her, not wanting to disturb her, so not to startle She's also being instructed to provide for Lily additional outfits. So she's in preparation of sorting those things out for her. Lily at the moment has travelled halfway across Middle Earth with just one dress. Um. <laughs> she only had one dress in the house. She probably well, she claimed she had a whole load of them, but you know. Yeah, yeah, she claimed everything, but you, know. <laughs> you, you left her with one dress. The... <laughs> you left her with one dress. Dylan Trask kind of walked up to her kind of swaggerly. So a bit, a bit of swagger to his walk. Okay. Um, and says to her, I've had a word with Lady Nostrail, and you're more than welcome to accompany me to the wedding um, with the Lady Olby. It will be taking place in Rivendale, and as soon as Lady Estelle and the will return, uh, we'll be arranging travel arrangements as soon as possible. Uh, the Lady Nostril ensures that you still have your job. It will be to the Lady Estelle whether or not you will be whether this will be a working vacation for you. 
Um, in addition to that, I've inquired as to what um, we will be able to have separate as you were concerned of me being gentlemanlike, so I've in, uh, inquired about that. Unfortunately, with this being a wedding, we might just have to share a We don't know what room or how many rooms Lord Elrond to um, put aside for us or be to accommodate us. Okay. Um, what would we be wearing? Well, given that this is a very special wedding, possibly go above and beyond. Uh, more, well, Lady Owe is the granddaughter of the Lady Galadriel, so it's a big, big affair. Um, I would suggest something, given that the time of year that we'll be doing it, it will be getting done in three weeks' time, from my understanding. Three weeks? I'm not going to yes. have time. Oh, I'm going to have to find something really special. To, like, I, I well, don't have to I something. Did, I'm to buy it. I did, I did say that um, we can go shopping, and we'll see if we can get you something if that's what you wish. Um, we could also possibly see what there is in Lothlorien when we get there. It's not Lothlorien. Rivendale, when we get there. Um, but if you wish, we can hit the turn soon and see what we can find for you. I would recommend something because it will be a winter wedding. She kind of like puts down the, 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 the seam of the dress that she's wearing. Just her hands off. Just around her apron. And hands around her waist. So when she sits up, puts her hands together. You have to get off all the, the, the dirt and the grime. And she says, oh. and starts taking her apron off, removing it. It's a detachable one from a dress. And he says to her, um, or at the very least, he can like slightly take a step back as if he doesn't know what she's going to do next. Oh, he says, um, runs over. She well, a cloak from the, or a coat. Um, she says, well, he says to her, well, I understand that completely short is somewhat taking you by surprise. Um, I would understand if it's too short notice. This is him being very insecure, FYI. Uh, and it is kind of shown insecure at this moment. What? Like, he doesn't know. Well, the first thing that you see on her face is the urgency of it. Um... She grabs her cloak, and she, as, as she grabs it, she turns to you and she says, Well, there's no time to waste. We need to get some shopping done now. Okay. Um, he offers his... I'm not sure whether in this case he would offer his hand or his... As in to escort. Uh, I'm going to go with arm. Okay. <laughs> A little bit confusion there. Like he'll offer his arm as if to, to okay. score her. She know? um dons a cloak. Um, puts a hood up. Um, it's an open front one. Um, kind of like a, a deep uh, navy a blue. Red riding hood kind of. No, like a, like a midnight blue kind of thing. Um, but the inside lining seems to be like of a, of a 
a, a softer, darker colour, um, almost, almost like a black, but it is, it's a prismatic kind of black. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Oh. Uh, make your way to the door. You leave um, the the laundry out into the main yard again. Um, you see one of the handmaidens standing um, between, uh, like halfway across the the, the courtyard itself, um, on the gravel, um, holding a quarter staff between the main entrance and the main gate. Um, she looks at you as you go past. Both years. I don't even hear any attention past. Just doesn't move, just like just her eyes. Just doesn't even move ahead. The eyes just seem to follow you. Good for her. Get the main gate. Um The guard smiles politely. Same guard from previous nights. It's guys stubbly kind of beard there and he's got his stupid looking grin and he's got his staff there he's, he's, he's like he's yeah uh, kind of smiles at the young lady pulls on his little helmet small looks like down tin hat kind of thing tips it a little bit and then kind of reaches out grabs hold of the gate and pulls it open to one side um I see Tilon one one second um, I turn to the guard and see when the lady Estelle and Lord Deal return, will you please tell them that Dylan Tras will return um, shortly? Um, we, I've just popped out for a moment to attend some personal business. Yeah, course, Master. Yes, I shall notify them as soon as upon their arrival. He pauses for a moment and thinks, he, did this guy just call me master? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, doesn't pay much mind because obviously with Laurent and she's wanting to shop, so we head off after head that off. momentary um, pause. You're making your way down the the, the street. It, it, it has rained considerably um, for the mm-hmm. previous couple of nights or so. Um, and the, the road is just a combination between stone... Uh, um, moss-covered uh, whetstone and this guttering that's been dug up down the middle of the street which has caused mud piles to be created on either side of where the sewer system's going in um, so it is clarty, it is wet it is a dreary kind of greyish murky day um, so you make your way along the street the guard closing the gate swings it shut again and he hears Laurent say and just the place where it gets Great dresses. Sorry, can you repeat that? There, you went robotic for me. No. I know just the place where we can. I... Hmm. Sorry. I... <laughs> Keep going. Oh, she says, "I know, I know just the place where we can get some great dresses." I also hope that we can possibly get a great suit there as well. I'm also to need. Okay, you make your way off along King's Row. One of the most expensive streets in Taba. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, if you had me, I would have told you a good place and a tailor that life like is like BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> May need to go to a tailor that's a BFF to you for me. <laughs> uh, 
Estelle, Theo, where are you at? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, we're on the horse riding back. We are riding back home after meeting my mum. Oh, yes, that was right, yes. Um, you're making your way through the streets. Yeah, I'm, slowly, I'm trotting slowly because I want to chat to Estelle in a minute. That's but... right. You're making your way through the streets. You have come to the, the outer gate perimeter of these quarter, um, oh, where the, the aforementioned Black Gate used to stand. Um, now tavern, obviously, that you took Rumaland to um, in the previous evenings. Yeah. Um, it hasn't changed much. There's still the music being played, um, a fiddle that seems to be a never-ending tune that seems to... hasn't changed. Um, and the clientele inside hasn't changed either. They must have been there all night, all day, or probably all night again. <clears throat> I just simply make the remark, God, they were exactly the same people that when I took room around there, they're exactly the same. They haven't changed. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Same music as well, is it? Like on loop? Must be on loop. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the tavern loop. There's a musician in there who's playing a uh, um, a fiddle. Oh, it was like, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't changed. It seems to be. I mean, for you, it may, it may possibly have changed, but as you're going past, it's the same. Music. It sounds exactly the same. Even a slight change, it's same. Yeah, it's, it's music's music. It's it's that's you just you're familiar with it. Um, you make your way to the um, the outer perimeter, which is the curtain wall that separates the thieves' quarters from the commons district. Um, in front of you is a, um, a a checkpoint bridge, and underneath the checkpoint bridge is one of the adjoining canals that um, flows between the north weir and the south weir of the Grey Flood. Um, you just seem to be crossing that bridge, taking your time to head back. As we're to... trying to cross the bridge, mm -hmm. um, I'll turn to Estelle and I'll say, Estelle, I, I need you... Uh, okay. So, mm -hmm. Estelle, um, mm -hmm. I've got to ask you something and I need you to be very truthful with me. Uh, tell me your honest we're opinion. We're in, in the middle of town and we're on <laughs> <laughs> It's alright. It's, you know, it's not anything too okay, secretly. Well, I mean... <laughs> You're sitting in front of me, so... Oh, yeah. Oh. You whisper in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. holding tight. <laughs> um, your honest opinion. Now, I know I can be very protective sometimes. Most of the time. Pretty much all the time. But... Where is this going? And <laughs> that sounds very weird, but just bear with me. Okay. Speaking with your mother, hearing what Lord Elrond said and all that having things that happened in my past with Marisha, young Marisha mm -hmm. do you on on your honest opinion do you think I should sort out future Marisha or leave that as it is as she has stated in a litter not to deal with anything should I put the trust in her that <clears throat> the previous video obviously didn't or should I go looking for answers bear in mind I feel absolutely dreadful that I've had to let her be this solution on her own, like living on, doing all the stuff that we thought we were going to end for her. So she had a normal life, but apparently she didn't. Well... I, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I, I feel like I, I want to go and protect her, but I can't because everything everything I protect seems to die and lose, and I lose everything. 
and it seems like it's happening again. Well, I'm sort of leaning back a bit against the, and keeping hold. Um, uh, I think um, with that whole thing, uh, I think what you that that future daughter is not the daughter that's currently under your protection um her stuff is done and and happened to her we have yet to happen we should focus on what we can uh mold for the future of Marisha um and I think not necessarily like leave the future one to her devices but I think we can't her trying to explain oh, my thoughts on this is that her her past is our future so we should be focusing on trying to sort out that our present and future and not focus on someone that's had their past so in saying what you're saying now that I know something's going to happen to the Marisha in the future should I then start bombarding her with stuff to sort her out for the future what should I do um, differently Like, should I be more protective of her should I let her leave do her own stuff like I understand that the other one she's done in her life, she's lived it but the one that we're looking after now obviously that previous one I failed, I don't want to fail this one again mm. Yeah, I want to make sure that she's able to live her life normally without having to go through hell, going backwards and forwards I, feel I like thought that's, that's what we were here for I thought that was it, by how the letter was saying that some of this it probably she's already it started but um we can but then, yeah but now i know it started should i start changing it and trying to help her out with it or should i leave her do what's already happened now i know there's different things happening with marisha you're not you're not technically you're not the same view that she's had the future one I, I get that as well. But and like, should really I leave the spiritual to her devices or not? Mm, so it, it, you say I, I know about the future, but this one that has that stuff happening to her, what should I do? It, it rips me apart. Every time we have a child involved, it always ends bad. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Domestic? <laughs> died he looked after him so well oh yeah the children in Michael. my own children in the past have been killed you're not very good with kids are you <laughs> definitely are. You're, wait you're telling me you had a family before like yeah like... i had a, i had a family and i lost them and it weighs heavily on me and now i feel like the same is happening with marisha 
things that I should be able to do, but I can't do. This is why I'm very protective. We have to focus on what we're able to do of our own accord. Uh, We can't really... uh, We can influence things, but we can't really, like, guarantee that, that... that things would be okay depending on what we do. There's going to be many things we try and do to try to get the best outcome. You just got to hope that it is the best outcome and just do what you feel is best for the people around you. I don't... Maybe it's better things for her to come live with your mum. Perhaps. But you, we don't know. Also, at least then she won't be left behind. That's true. Maybe like when my mother ends up traveling with the other elves, I don't know. Something I should have asked, really. Um, Although I don't really dwell on it too much with my mother on those things. Because even I'm unsure. Like, even though I did sort of, it kind of led myself in life by being with my mum most of the time. So um, it felt like a no-brainer to keep that heritage part of me, the elf side, I mean. Um, But I do still have sentimental ties to, you know, Tharvard and, you know, this land um, that I'm still in undeciding of when that must be decided what I would pick. Or, or if I just try to do my best with the time I have here to leave it nicely to when I say, yes, I'm going to leave. and then maybe for Marisha's side of things yeah maybe she needs to hang out you know be safe under my mom or you know people like that that part of her bloodline and then she can make a more informed decision in where, where yeah don't get me wrong I don't want to get rid of her like if she chooses to stay with you, then I'm happy for that to go with. I don't want to just force her on you and her thinking I'm trying to get rid of her. That's not what I'm trying to do here at all. I want to give her the options that she obviously seemed to not have previously. Mm. I also want to give her the knowledge of how to fix things that's happening to her or deal with things. But obviously, the only way I can get that information is from future Mirisha, who's already sort of told us she's gone through it. That's got to be a crazy thing to happen to a little child. Yeah. But also I'm breaking down know. thinking about it anyway, so she's got to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't hug you because we're on the horse. But, um... Uh, I think, um... get all these emotions out and then we calm down in a in a more uh, uh, comfortable setting where we can focus on plans of like what 
what you want to help Marisha with. Um, what kind of person you would like her to be. Um, and what sort of things you want to leave behind in case you are not there with her. She can still um, uh, function and, and be the, a good person without you needing to be there or anyone needing to be there to hold a hand and then and then you have that trust and if that is set up I think that uh, you know a lot of things will have to be left to her when she grows up as well the, the whole point of you know when eventually when you become an adult you you have your own thoughts and feelings and, and experiences that you need to there's just some things that you need to understand on your own with yeah. assistance and help of others but you can't you know force her down a path just make sure you leave it many options for her as possible and many avenues of safety as possible I think that's all we can really do for people in general okay. that you care about. I'm, uh, you know, I I'm not sure what else you, you. In a way, you you're the one with more experience than me, even though I've lived longer. At this point, is where my experience ends, though. So. me I can give the best I can with all the years I've been alive and dealing with people and how my mother did things with me and what I've seen people do yeah I mean I, I honestly I, I just don't know maybe when we get to Rivendell if she's invited and she gets there I, that's the other thing should I go back and get her should I be the one that escorted her should I like meet them halfway or something hmm I mean, in the end, it'll be your decision. I'm not gonna. If you feel like maybe the escorting thing might be a good idea, <laughs> I know. I need I you to tell me what to do. I was me to You want hold your hand at this very moment? Well, not on this horse on this very moment, but like for this, uh, like. I'm, I, I'm, uh, I might just be overreacting. I still think it's it's a thing that's fresh in all of our minds and yours especially because you've you you've grown attached to Maharisha, right? It's sort of but yeah, I have. Well, having I, her I, in I, your care, she sort of, in a way, your second, your, your next chance. It's almost been like my other daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You're the daddy. She's the daughter. Being a Rohirrim, we tend to like. I don't know. I mean, I come from a family of just boys. When I had my family, it was two girls, one boy. I didn't have much experience with a boy. I was like, everything seems to be cut short, and I'm I'm now trying to learn, and I just don't know what to do. Like all my advices come from elves who live a long life. And to say, oh yeah, well, you know, it's okay for them because they disappear to another location. 
So even Lord Elrond gave her, his daughter, a choice of becoming, staying or going or like. Mm. I just don't know what to do. This is well out my. I. What about her like human family? Where's what? Any, I've not found any information about her human family. We don't know much else except, uh, you know, her father being my half brother and this w- woman he end up marrying and I, I mean, I could probably find out since, um, you know, there are records and, and knows who he's married and stuff. So we just have to look through, you know, the wife's family tree. I don't know if they're even alive even. There's a lot to think about. Even if I don't get back from this adventure, I have to then start thinking about who she's going to go live with. Who will actually accept her. And then I've got to talk to those individual people to find out if they're actually winning. I don't even know if they, they even approved of this woman's marriage to my half-brother. No, no offence, but even your mother didn't seem that, that keen on meeting Marisha, she didn't, she wasn't like super joyed to say, oh, here's my granddaughter. I thought she was pretty... She seemed happy to say hello and all that, but I, I didn't get that feeling of like... But again, it could just be a human way of I living. Mean, a human would like be super happy to see the granddaughter. Because, you know... My mother doesn't really... She talks about like her past thing before I existed at times, but not like everything. And, and you know, some things I had to find out on my own. And a lot of the things I did find out that she never even told me about is like I found out through being able to adventure with you and going to um, Lorien when we went to Lorien. Mm. And so, you know, I, I could probably see that maybe, you know, she's just, you know, number one, she's never really had any, ever since she left Lorien, she, I, I don't think she's had any communication with my half-brother and the family he got to make. So, there's already a detachment there. It's sort of like she's happy because oh, it's it's part of the family, you know, maybe part of that, but it's part of that past life that she had to leave long ago. So there's a detachment. There's no, there's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like um, you know, if you have the humans and they have a family and you know grandparents might be nearby and they always visit, you know, that direct lineage and everyone gets to have, you know supper together and whatever and this is uh, spanning decades centuries and also just no communication split yeah. out never having to deal with anything of that you know that past life again and and as far as she know that part died in a way no i, I do I get what you're coming that. from i think yeah that's probably why you f- feel like she wasn't being as sincere as what a grandmother should be. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe can't... I'm just thinking too much of like what I expected. Hmm. That could be it too. 
Well, so you think I should just continue with Mercia that is not look for this future one? Not even to ask questions or anything like that. Should I'll I believe in the letter and just keep be being as it is? Hmm. Should I trust the... I want to say we should trust, but also it would be nice to cross paths again and maybe have a clearer um, picture of what to expect, but not so much that it can risk um, the fabric of our time and space. I don't know if what she is doing is already uh, a detriment to our timeline in general. Okay. Well, I mean, at some point, I also need to talk to you about an item. I suppose I better start telling you stuff about that. An item, huh? Mm -hmm. Will it be better back at the when we we reach the? More likely when it's secretive, yeah. Probably my room is the best for it. Because all my stuff is there. <laughs> like the ball and all that. No worries, but yeah. The... <laughs> Although it's best not to talk in the ball, just in case it is still a bit not. You know, at least yeah. my room well, is... Well, we try the new ball. That is also true. You can actually go in it, and you see how it is by what me and Dylan Trust described. And plus, it's a nice place to think. So maybe, maybe it'll be helpful for you to have time maybe. to think, and in peaceful tranquility, with no noise of the outside world, just nature and little faint song. And just, you know, a little bit of um, elven inspiration as well, because, you know, that might help with, you know, because Mirish is half elf. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's fine. No, Tap his, <laughs> <laughs> his hand in comfort. <laughs> okay, and in short time, you make your way back to the residence talking as you. Uh... Yeah. Passing yes. people in the streets. Um, you, you, you are. Um, you can see pools of water that are uh, like medieval version of potholes. Yeah. yeah, medieval version of potholes um, as people like step around them. Um, from the previous night's rain, heavy rain. Make your way back to the gear yeah. house. Uh, you get down off your horse. Um, this is Pris Rumelan's horse, yeah? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we, you, only, you only left one, yeah. The White Horse Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Raspity. Rhapsody. Rhapsody. It's hard to say when my throat just dies. What? hard to say when my throat stops working. Rhapsody. Um... As soon as the the gatekeeper, the guard, notices you, he um, first of all he strains his uniform. Um, he snaps to some kind of attention, um, strains his uniform, and then reaches out and immediately opens the gate. 
for you and stands very proud and very smart stiff upper lip kind of mm-hmm. one by one you step into the into the courtyard bring the horse in as well um wait for you to get inside and then he closes the gate again yes and continues to stand to attention Make your way into the residence, leaving the horse just tied up outside by a small kind of like a rope pole. Yep. Um, not that's going to go anywhere in the courtyard, um, but keep it out there. Um, the horse steadies itself. Um, each one of you enter the main residence. You brush off the uh, the dampness of the the rain that's still lingering in the air off your coat and jacket and cloak and gowns take them off and hang them up in the adjoining cloak room small room off to one side for dressing and uh, for derobing and make your way back to the main chamber the great hall uh, with its dark wood panelling and its portraits of previous occupants still in situ the huge table has been cleared of all uh, cutlery and decor, apart from a single bowl of, uh, like a single vase of freshly cut flowers from the garden, out the back. Didn't, the um, the gatekeeper didn't tell us still about didn't Uh, oh, it's true. Yes, yeah, true. Um, I was just about to message you. Right. <laughs> um, oh, this, this gatekeeper's not very good. No, <laughs> it's, it's, this gatekeeper's it's terrible. Not. This gatekeeper's terrible. I'll get to that, but yeah, you kind of pick up all the hints. He is absolutely terrible. Yeah. It, uh, Theo, as you're going past from the adjoining um, cloakroom, going past the main entrance again, you can see outside and you can see that the gatekeeper is no longer standing to attention. He's kind of like slouching against the wall. He's back rest up against it, and his spear seems to be pointing at some crazy, strange angle. Um, yeah, so you get the distinct impression that this gatekeeper is not the best. Um, either it's a hard job standing there all day. Oh, he stands there day and night. Yeah, um, he's like a soldier. He's not a Rohirian. He's not a Rohirian. No, no. He's not even Gondorian. He's Aenorian, um, which. <laughs> falls under the umbrella of Men of Bree. Um, ah, there, that tells you all of it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> men of Bree. Men of the Men of Bree. Um, as you make your way into the Great Chamber, um, the wood panel dark room with the fire still burning, um, the, the high windows above letting in whatever bleaky grey <laughs> there is, illuminating to its best of ability. Um, the adornment of candles around the edges of the room, um, brass holdings that are attached to the walls, are um, giving almost a twilight shift to the the timing of the day with its ambient lighting. Mm -hmm. The master of servants um, enters the room. Says, my lady, Mm -hmm. the gatekeeper has informed me that young Dylan Trust has took it upon himself to take the young Miss Laurent out shopping for the day. Who's that? Excuse me? Do you believe that 
the young master elf child. <laughs> no, 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 I know who that is. I know. Who ha- what? Who has he taken out? Miss Loron. The, 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 one of the staff. Maid. The, yeah. the, the laundrette maid. He did seek permission from Miss Nostriel, um, uh, from Madame Nostriel. Of course. I understand that, was like, is he? That's not just fast, my god. Oh, yeah, yeah. how many times have you seen the master? There's, 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 there's a, like, there's a raised eyebrow. And then a kind of a restrained look of like concern <laughs> when when Theo mentions Why that. Why my face is is furrowed brows and confusion. Yeah, you never really see him take anyone out, unless it's to death. But you know, number one, you're not interested in what what kind of shopping is this? I do believe it is garment shopping. Did not go into much detail. Whether it That's was overgarments or, this is not dare I say it, undergarments. <laughs> well, Dylan Trice needs new undergarments. The lady needs new undergarments. Is this the same Dylan Trice that always wears the same, uh, you know, cloaks and rags and, and, and whatever have you, you know, gear for? Yeah, blonde elf. Hi, yay, hi. <laughs> the very same. Are you sure? Is, what? Do you mean mind controlled? Might I also mention that uh, Miss Lily is still within the residence as well? Good. I think she's not supposed to move. You if she went find out her as well. in the kitchen. I believe <clears throat> she is having her third breakfast. Third breakfast? Is it one after another? She's got quite the appetite. <laughs> 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 You also have Oi and Freya here still. Yes, I do believe they're still within their room. Contemplating future engagements, I do believe. Is there a way I can give you this sword to go and give to Freya? Because I feel like if I show my face, I'm going to get punched. <laughs> Why do you feel like you're going to get punched? Well, one thing, I may have put my foot in it with Oi. And Freya keeps asking for a new sword and she was a, I was a bit angry with her giving this sword away. Even though it's a shit sword, it's just I was angry for just giving it to a Wilfred, stranger. Wilfred was the name of the bottle, wasn't it? Wilfred. Was it Wilfred? Um, yes. Yeah. I wrote it down. That's Wilfred. Somewhere. He looks um he looks the perplexed. He's like Does the gentleman wish for me to be punched, madam? No, but they won't punch you because you're not anything to do with like me. You're simply just giving them the I did my ask for it. They would, if anything, okay. they would probably it's come after me. Like trying to think of something? Yep. Yeah, they would probably end up asking you where I am, and at that point you say I'm in the garden, even if I'm not. <laughs> I see. <laughs> it doesn't help I live with Freya anyway, but... <laughs> he he, he um, looks towards Lydia Stell. Oh, I just thought I was giggling a little bit. <laughs> in character. <laughs> Um, I mean, oh, he didn't forgive me for ages when I kicked her on the leg. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, do that, perhaps. Or, Estelle, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
perhaps, but also, uh, I need to make sure, uh, that I believe that I asked for a few things to be sent to the... They're in your chambers. Yes. A full Good. list of invitees, those that RSVP'd, and the attendee book has been made available to you. Kind of motions towards the small little study where Lily was recuperating um, previously. Could also check up on Lily as well. Because she is supposed to be resting. Or at least recuperating. Do me. You Do you want me to check Might I warn, sir, that Miss Lily has had a considerable amount of coffee this morning. I'm sure that's probably the normal. Would that mean she's buzzing, or would that mean she's just used to having ten cups of coffee? I'd be quite interested to see the difference. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, um... Am I to take the sword? I'm deciding. And, um... Yeah! Very well. I shall take it to their room and knock on the door and then I shall make a hasty retreat. Oh, she won't attack you, it's fine. And also, you can notify that we're back as well. Well, since the sword is in your possession to give to them, it clearly it will say that we're back. We've returned. Very good. And she can come find me when she's ready, you know, done with her business with Freya and all that. If you require my services, you can always ring the bell. Yes, of course, thank you. You can see each room has a small little pulley rope kind of thing where you can pull and uh, that will automatically summon somebody nearby okay. to your assistance. If you pull them too many times, you get to summon them all. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because like one person's already here. If I move him to one side, does another person walk in? We don't have this. We don't even got a pretty bell thing. We well, I haven't abused the bell <laughs> that much to know. We haven't really got time to try out. I suppose it's a bit improper to try it out as well. <laughs> I think the staff will question your motives first. Ring, ring, ring. One person coming. Ring, ring, ring. Another person coming. <laughs> also, do each bell sound the same or are they all slightly different? They're all connected to the same bell system, but um, there's a room a, that tells you, is there one room yeah, where it all goes to yeah, where the bell is? Like, yeah, um, pretty a master, master, of, uh, master of the house is kind of like a small private study that has like, um, mm. uh, like an indicator that tells you which bell has, or which pulley has been pulled. It's like one bell, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like the idea of it. Maybe this is come. Bell. But when, when you pull one of the, these like pull ropes, when you pull the pull rope, um, it rings the bell, but it also like kind of, there's a the pointer, a dial that points to the, a location, such as the main hall, the kitchen, that very places. 
Okay, indicating which where assistance yeah. is where where is required. Yep. I'll, I'll be on my best. I'll be on a good behavior. I won't be on my best behavior, but I'll be on a good behavior. Be the best behavior you can achieve. I don't know if that's possible at this particular moment. Still got a lot rattling around, but I will try. Ah, <laughs> yes. As long as you try. So he reaches out for the sword. You oh, give yeah, him. Yeah, takes the sword. Very good, sir. I shall deliver it promptly. Thank you. Then, kind of like, um, closes his eyes, kind of nods his head, and then turns and leaves the grand hall, heading Do for. I tip him or something? Should I give the money to like a tip? <laughs> Rockish tip him. <laughs> um, really and this, is not, this is not a restaurant to be tipping, but. Perhaps, me I... <laughs> Perhaps I'll just burst him with a little bit of a bonus on his paycheck. <laughs> if you want me to be like, oh, this month you were great, you get an extra... Nah, right. uh, I mean, nah, it's fine. Anonymous tipper who enjoyed your service and would like to give you a a, a nice little sum for. I mean, you, you, your service haven't been that great. We got attacked, so. Yeah. That's fine. Don't worry. Leave it as it is. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, I'm leaving that open. Okay. Um, where are you heading? Uh, Lily is eating three breakfasts. Right. Right. Don't trust. Haha. <laughs> We got them. Just as I'm stuffing my face, you always get to me when I'm stuffing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've had that problem before. (laughs) Good. Um, You're wandering down um, King's Raw. That's spelled just like the song. What? King's Raw? Yeah. Yeah, King's Raw. Um, These. uh, The the, the shops see it like down towards this locale. Yeah. This. Yeah. This locale. These are some of the oldest buildings. Um, these are seem to be one story higher than all the rest of them. They seem to be a little bit more minted. Full fronted glass windows. Mm-hmm. Various assortments of shapes and sizes, but they still have nice, elegant displays to attract the purses of wealthy individuals passes by and traders so she's wearing working clothes plus cloak and I'm wearing um fuck what was I wearing probably still wearing the pirate outfit from when we did that like trake thing okay um so yeah okay so Probably lower middle class wearing, and we're on a high end street. This is going to go well. At least we're not going to get robbed. <clears throat> Please continue. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So you're passing some of these expensive, um, not expensive, but yeah, my mob say expensive um, locations. These shops. Um, the streets around here seem to be a little tidier, a little cleaner. Um, the cobbles seem to be of a larger um, mass than some of the smaller the side streets and the smaller streets. Um, very few people 
less um, populated than the other areas of Thabar. As we're going along, I mentioned we may be in Lorien for some time. In addition to those three weeks that we will be there, the three wedding weeks? lasts... We're be three weeks? We're going to be there for three weeks? Well, possibly. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, if immediately to Lorien, the likelihood is we will be there for plus. Um, but the wedding itself is what I want to speak to you about. It is over the course of... Now I'm kind of wondering to myself whether Dylan Trass would know that wedding, an elven wedding is over the course of three days. It's over the course of three days. Winterfest itself... Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if Dylan Trass yeah. would know that, because... Yeah, you I can guess. do Winterfest. It, it is a celebration that no, is... No, 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 it's not winter. I'm worried about it. He's trying to tell Laurent that this wedding's a three-day event thing. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think, would would he know that? Is that common knowledge to elves that weddings yeah. last? It yeah, it's, it's, it's three days, yeah. The, the, the elves tend to do things in, in triplicate or in threes. Right. So, he mentions to her... Um, it's three, but... it's, it's, it's three. The, the wedding takes place at night. I'll give you some background. The wedding takes place at night, usually at the rising of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more significant if it's done actually on a full moon. He Okay, I'm just going to say, while you're telling this to us, he's telling that to her. Okay. It's, more, it's, it's traditionally done on a full moon. Um, there is a eve to it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the marital eve, then the, there is the marital union, and then there is like what what they refer to as the honeymoon, but it's not referred to as a honeymoon by elves. It's called the post moon. Okay, it's three days. Mm-hmm. So he's he's referring all of this to her as well, or at it's least what the post, sorry, the post moon. Oh, post moon. I thought you said post moon. I think no, not the post moon. Yeah, that's what I got really confused. No, there's the pre moon, the marital moon, and the post moon, which is right. basically the, the the human equivalent would be the stagnate wedding, the night, honeymoon, the, night, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a much less low key event, although the representation of family and friends and all the rest of it is still poignant. The ceremony itself is a little bit more... It's simplified, but a little bit more serious. And the stagnate just doesn't exist. By elven standards. I bet it does. There's the given receiving of gifts on the stagnate. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we got to get gifts. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. We're going to need to get a strip of Gideon. There's given oh. Gideon's out the friends of the now this is this is where it gets complicated because on the the giving night which is the first night um, of the the pre um, pre union pre union night they the friends and family of the groom give gifts to the bride and vice versa. Oh, that sucks. What? I was thinking we could, like, we could easily no, get. You're not buying a gift for Gideon. You're buying a gift for Alwi. But it's up to you which one you buy. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like oh. we know Alwi, so we have to get Gideon gifts. Yeah. So getting shopping for Alwi may have been easier than shopping for Gideon. For fuck's sake. 
I mean, we know Gideon, so it can be that Stalter Shuffle. Or we... No, we, we don't really know we, Gideon. We don't know him well, but we know him. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. That's the problem, you see. Like, we have to get a gift or him. It, 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 it's a simplified system. It's a little bit more organized, a little bit more logical. It's just a little bit more. What the hell is it logical? I'm going to bring a bit of Rohirian into this. I'm just going to give Rohirian present. We only know that Gideon likes Weasel, and he's marrying all. What do you want us to do? Give him a door. You keep cutting out, John. I said there's only two things we know that Gideon likes. One of them is he's marrying her, so we can't give him a. What, what are we supposed to do? Give him a dwarf? Hey, marry an elf, get a free dwarf. <laughs> Stagnite, get a big, big cake, and then out comes a dwarf. <laughs> Not that big then, you have to get a small stumpy one so you can actually get out of the cake. <clears throat> it's stuck in there. And say to him, and say to what him, well, it? we did. We say to him, well, we didn't know quite what to get you, so here's a dwarf. You like. And did no, you explain nice all this to, um, to Lauren? No. Um, no, you've no, explained no. all this. I'm, I'm explaining to Lauren about the, <laughs> the tradition. I'm going to leave out the. I'm going to leave out the gift part and just like explain about everything else. There's a reception. I want her to um, about the gift. Yeah. There, there's, there's two receptions. There's a dinner where the two adjoining families meet on the um, on the afternoon of the day of the actual union. Oh shit! Gideon's relatives are going to need to show up. Yep. Yeah. And then there's a and then on the post moon on the um, on the even on the day after there is a um, uh, kind of like an informal kind of like mingling session. Let's get one of the shopping here because this is making my head go. <laughs> I hope everybody's getting not getting like taking notes and right. It's all it's customary. It's customary to wear different outfits on different days, but there is one special outfit which is reserved usually for the actual day itself or the evening during the ceremony. It's just gonna be chainmail, chainmail, chainmail for me. <laughs> I'm going to have one day without chainmail. I mean, I, I, you know, I know it's a wedding, but we haven't had the best of luck sort of like being private in the areas. <laughs> Assassin, I'm anywhere. True. <laughs> I guess. No, wait. It'll be chainmail, chainmail, then chainmail chain underneath the shirt, and the top, yeah. with a fancy leotard or something, and then. You can wear whatever you during the actual. You can wear whatever you wish on the um, on the eve. You can wear anything during the day, but on the actual ceremony, you will wear the the uh, the outfit that is representative of the actual couple, um, either in color or design or in emblem or in fashion. And then on the post day kind of thing, um, the day after, um, all the way through the day, you can wear whatever you wish. I might use some some old outfits I haven't got to wear in a while. And be pretty. Those yeah, we're we're, we're jumping into shopping spree. I'm just I'm just saying that like this is this this is this is shopping. Dylan dress. Bloody all wrong. Anyway, these are you're on King's Row. Um, you're mm-hmm. on a you're on the corner of King's Row and uh, Endrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
the street called Endrath. Basically, it's um, Rath just means street, so it's the the Ender Street. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. At the end of the street is a small market. It's marked on the map as uh, Man uh, Ened. It's a small market. It's um, it's a higher end market, predominantly in clothing and in leather goods. So boots, belts, bags, accessories. Okay. There's a couple of shops along there. <coughs> yeah, you can see there's um, there, there's a weavers. Yeah, there's an outfitters on the end. You can see them. I mark them on here. The the C7 and C8. You can see there's a weaver and there's an outfitter. Yeah. So there's very shops along there. No, you can use the color coding on the side of the map there. It's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you wish to go? Um, I turn to Lorraine. I turn to Lorraine and ask her where she would like. Well, always best to start with dresses before we move on to shoes and backs. Then let's go to the dressmaker then. Or to the dress fitter. It's a it's a it's a fitters. Um almost like a tailor's kind of uh haberdashery kind of dressmaker shop shop, yeah? Mm-hmm. So which one is the dressmaker to see? Um, it'd be there on the end. So C8? C, uh, C7. Oh, is it C8? C8. C8, right. Let me, let me resume in. It's C8, yes. Uh, let me get Tharbad up, so I can give you details of what this shop may have. It's Hogwarts Outfitters Shop. It's next door to Aristotle the Weaver. Hogwarts. Yeah, Hogwarts. H O G W A R S. A R S. Yeah, Hogwarts. Hogwarts Outfitting Shop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next door at C7 is Erstol, E-R-E-S-T-O-L, the Hold Weaver. On. Um, Erstol, E. E-R-E. R-E. S-T-O-L. S-T-O-L. The Weaver. Sorry, I just had to get a list of shops that are in that area. Aristotle the Weaver. They're the two main clothing shops that are in this area. Um, outside the front door of uh, Hogwarts Outfitters is um, a small pool, um, a pond as such, um, raised somewhat, um, beautifully carved out of stone. Um, shallow, simple, 
a lot of people chuck loose coinage in there, making wishes and things like that. Um, there is some um, carts and stalls and things set up around that actual area as well as an open-air market that provides leather goods, predominantly leather goods, as well as leather attachments such as buckles, um, you know, um, um, small uh, pieces of uh, metalwork uh, such as brooches and um, another such uh, attainment. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to check King's Row as well. This shop here? Oh. K13? Yep. Is a tailor's. Okay. It's called Serendis Originals. It's the high end of fashion. The latest in designs, patterns, fabrics, prints. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, you just everybody went really quiet there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So yes, we will went to. I just want to check. And this one in the corner is a jewelry store. We won't be going there. It's Lothrial's. Lothrial, the jeweler. Won't be going there. Jula to Thabad's royalty, so to speak. You know, the, the upper class. A.K.A. Estelle. We won't be going there. <laughs> okay. They're the predominant areas. There are a few others as well, dotted around in other areas of the city. But these are, like, the most prestigious. You don't mind her having a look. We ain't buying anything at the chillers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some jewels or some which you can yeah. you know, all the way back from season one <laughs> so I'm bloody going rid of them. Okay. Um, we'll go into the Hogwarts so let her have a little Hog- bit of Hogwarts outfit is okay. Yes. Um, C... Uh, C8. Let's have a look C8. just want to get a bit of a description of what C8 is like if I can... Find it. D. See it. Okay, yeah. This is seems to be a a shop that specialises in the selling of um, outfits and equipment. Um, outfitting equipment such as backpacks, canteens, camping equipment, supplies for adventurers going and any travelling expedition. Usually to people who are leaving Thabad or passing through Thabad. Um, he also su- carries a supply of uh, trail rations as well. Um, so you go inside, it's like an outback store kind of thing. I move forward to... Well, I- Turn to Laron and ask her, um, an outfitters for leaving? I thought we were going dress shopping. He's just very confused when he's asking. It's like, um, they did, I thought this was going to be dresses and such like. It is predominantly dresses, but they do provide, um, winter clothing. Ah. Uh-huh. 
This is an alpaca shop, so there's Completely a lot of things understands a little bit better seems than uh, manufactured from skinned animals, such as um, a wolf. Okay. Um, he asks her, is this the place that you had your eye on the dress that you mentioned to me earlier? Oh no, no, that's next door. Well, that's actually, it's around the corner. I'm guessing over here. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can guess as much as you want. Um, but they do have a nice, like, line of scarves and gloves in here. Hmm. Then let us peruse their wares. Okay, she immediately, like, smiles and just, like, goes off, like, a hundred miles an hour straight towards where the, um, uh, the real fur skin, uh, scarves and gloves are all kept. There's an assortment of different types. There's fox, there's wolf, there's deer. There's a few exotic ones that are made from, um, lynxes and mountain cats. This girl's gonna cost me a. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, they seem moderately priced. Each pair of gloves is worth about one silver piece. Hmm. They seem adequate. They're fur lined. Some. I ask her. Silver ones, double padded. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch her for a second. Impractical, impractical for using um, in combat, such as bow and arrow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But because um, they're more like over mitts, you know what I mean? Like She's not going to be doing any. But um, um, but is there any particular glove set that just she lights up when she sees them or looks at them? She's trying to keep hers on. It's like mm-hmm. stroking, like just putting one glove on and then stroking the fur on the back of the glove brushing it um, against itself and then smoothing it out again then she takes it off puts it down on the stand again picks up moves across picks up another pair puts that glove on slides it on again smooths it turns it over rubs her palm makes sure that all the fingers go right to the end mm-hmm She holds one out to you and she says, What do you think? In front of you, you can see what appears to be like a bear skin. Um, it's kind of like a, an iridescent reddish black. Mm. Uh, um, it's nice, but mm, I don't really think it would Oh, what do you suggest? Is there anything on the table that he would actually suggest? <laughs> like, when I when I look yeah. at what she's been looking at, is there anything that I think would sit better for winter uh, fest? Or These were all, all suit fine for winter fest, yeah. They're just not practical for adventuring fest. Well, she's going to be stuck on a boat. Does Dylan Tress know the color scheme? No, I don't know. No. Does Dylan Tress no. know the color scheme? 
know, but again, you're buying you're buying not necessarily for the evening. You could be buying for the the arrival or for the the the, the dinner or for the. You might do one or two little excursions while in Rivendell. He asks her. Um. Well, he says to her, "I think maybe better with." Um, can you give me examples of what he sees before them or oh, other ones that she has looked at that weren't bare? Now, oh, one second. <laughs> wow, fourth cup. What, what um, tea? Tea. <gasps> Fourth cup of tea. Sure. PG tips. PG tips. Oh. PG tips. <laughs> Yay. Well done. Um, it's not uh, quite telly, but still. Yay. Ooh, let me just move the camera. There we go. Okay. They're all of assortment of this type. As you can see, completely impractical for combat. Um, yeah, but I was meaning the kind of material is that she's looking. Said oh, there's the, the various there's various types. Um, what would what would keep her hands the warmest in terms of? Any of these fur ones would keep her warm. She's leaving it up to you to decide the actual like. Why is she leaving it up to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I know it's. Work. I know it's my money, but I mean, no. there's, there's there's deer, there's bear, there's wolf. Um, I'm I'm gonna tell her to get some. I'm sorry, but we're kind of missing Zappy, so maybe some wolf skin gloves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, no, no. Let's go nicer. Deer skin. Deer skin's nice. Deer skin. I think. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I advise her dear gloves, wow. maybe. Okay. Um, well, think about it, Sally. People kill deer a hundred times a day anyway, so venison probably going to be on the menu at this wedding. <laughs> so, might as well go with deer skin gloves. Well, I hope there is meat at the wedding. Pardon? I said, I hope there is meat at the wedding. I would too. Poor yeah. vegetarians that watch this. <laughs> Oh, listen well, to this, rather. <laughs> well, to be fair, there were well, different types of skins. There was bear, there was mountain lion, there was deer, there was wolf. <laughs> she picked up a pair of bear skin gloves to start off with, so and asked me my opinion, and I'm saying deer, and I'm sticking with it. That's my answer. Um, she says, "I will answer." Okay, um, <laughs> and, and I'll get a matching scarf as well to go with it. Of course. Okay. Oh no, no, no. I'll come later. I'm matching boots. Oh, oh no. She's a bit later. She's a bit later. Um, okay, um, I'll take these then. And she picks up the deer skin uh, gloves and scarf. Okay. Hands um, We go over Smiles. to. Um, well, we head over to the proprietor, I think is the word. Yep. Of the store and say, um, I'd like to buy this pair of gloves. 
In fact, I even turned to Lauren and this is well overacted. Okay. Um, Just in Hogwarts. case anything happens to the Propriety is in fact Hogwarts. Um, there's another person in there as well called Siren, um, mm -hmm. who's like a uh, filling shelves and rearranging things and straightening items out. Um, I say to the the the, the, the Hogwarts that we'd like to buy this pair of gloves plus the another pair and this scarf. Very well. Uh, he looks at your hands and looks at the gloves. Not for me. Don't oh. trust your place. For the oh, lady here. Of course. Uh, let me just uh, wrap these for you. Thank you kindly. Goes over to a counter and starts like in brown um, paper packaging. He places the item and individually wraps them. It comes back. Three packages. Piles them one on top of the other. Then with a little bit of packaging string ties them together to make a small little parcel. Ties a knot on the top. Slides it over to you. Uh, Dylan Truss inquires, how much will that be? That's four silver pieces, please. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm actually going to use green note as a, a side note. Four silver pieces. Okay, I pay, pay him his four silver. Thank you very much. He takes the money and he pops it into a... He like pulls out a drawer from underneath the counter and drops the money in and closes the drawer again. You hear a click. Okay. Um, You're familiar with the, the mechanism. Um, there must be some trigger somewhere. Probably a foot pedal or something like that. That unlocks the drawer. That allows it to be opened and closed. Once it's closed again, it the, the mechanism locks until... Somebody presses or stands on a pedal or a button or something that dislodges the draw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't. Um. Lauren comes over, smiles, he says, Now we can go look for boots. Okay. You leave the shop, head outside. Chilly. So you see, that shop doesn't sell boots as well? No. Well, it sells it sells a whole lot of other crap. May need to come back and get. <laughs> it sells a lot of adventuring gear, tenting, camping, hiking, climbing equipment. Oh, hello. Uh, trail rushing. Hence the reason why I'm saying we may be coming back to the show. <laughs> yeah. I should have uh, told the guy. Remember my face. Outfitters for, for travelers <laughs> and for expeditionists and for explorers and adventurers and things like that. So, but it does have a line of warm winter gear you head outside the shop and in front of you you can see there's several stalls each one of them seems to be selling um, or marketing an assortment of leather goods pouches bags, belts and indeed boots please don't let these stalls be like stalls in another one because yeah. murderous reach um what kind of boots? Thinking. They they uh, vary in they vary in size and in design. Everything from leather strap sandals all the way through to a large. Dylan Trance is asking. Army is, there, is there a particular type of boot? 
specifically like to get? Mm, for the journey. For the journey and thing. Yeah, up here, but specifically mm, for the journey. I'm thinking for the journey. It'd be best suited if I have some soft leather boots, something that's a little water resistant. Let's see if we can get our hand. Um, we walk over to the nearest stall that is selling. Stall. Well, it seems to be a busy area. There's a lot of people moving around. Um, other proprietors are. Can I just make a quick side note here? I'd like for Dylan Trust to keep his eye out just in case any does try to, you know, use the five-finger discount around him. Mm. This is quite a well-patrolled um, area. It is within the, the what we call the Commons District. It is not across the river. Yeah, but the, like, likewise, likewise with Dylan Trask being um, a thief himself, there is taking chances. some pickpocketing taking place and has happened in the past, although it it hasn't happened quite as well, frequently. I'd like to. Happened. I'd like to just keep it. Mm-hmm, that's all right. No offense um, intended, no, Sally, I, but um, not taking my chances. <laughs> okay. There's also stalls that offer costume jewelry, brooches, buckles. Um, that's belt buckles as well as shoe buckles. Um, and you can see the the combination of leather and uh, fur and of buckles on various boots and shoes. Um, so this is where like um, a mixture of different types of trades have taken place, but it's predominantly leather-worn artifacts and items. Um, some of them are, are decorated, um, such as the strap ends of belts have finished off to a tapered point and then encased in a metal pattern beaded into them. Um, Iron, silver, um, brooches, some simple, fabricated from um, pieces of coloured glass um, with copper wiring um, span across them to more elegant ones, which are full-blown pieces of silver um, fashioned and shaped into crests and initials and emblems. Decorated again with fur and feather. Exotic creatures such as uh, the tails of chaffinch and the tails of, uh, of exotic birds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful reds, browns, greens, whites, blacks. Leather can be stained, dyed, at a cost. Is there any particular boots that we are coming across that is catching? She's interested in the small pair of dark blue, deep velvets. Um, well, she's. I ask the proprietor very quietly so that she doesn't hear. 
Um, how much are the shoes that she's looking at? Or the boots that she's looking at? Boot can... ones seem to be small hiking boots. Elegant, functional, um, formal to a degree. They mm-hmm. could be worn on um, stately visits. Um, wouldn't look out of place as well um, on the feet of any elf maiden um, that serves some kind of patrol, but only for short times. Not. He mentions to uh, mm-hmm. the lady and I are heading on a journey, so she's going to need for a journey. Oh. And when we arrive at our destination, I say, or she will need some for. Uh, You're walking. Necessarily, there may be some. You're gonna need a sturdy bit of boot when you're on your foot to be able to get anywhere once the winter comes. She's also going to need something special event. Special event, eh? Yes, very, very um, important type of event. Right, of an important oh wedding. Oh, well, who's the happy couple? It kind of goes slightly red in the face. Does not us, but people oh. that we are people that we are close to. Well, it's not uncommon for happy couples to run away to get married these days. He <laughs> just keeps getting red in the face. Says, Lol. friends of ours are getting married." Oh, um, we simply like need. Friends. We simply need a pair of boots for the lady to travel in, and oh, then sorry. for her to attend light the on wedding. Your feet, then. But durable, yeah. Yes, comfortable. That's a right. Well, is is there anything sir recommend? Well, these are popular. Kind of goes over to these half-sized riding boots. They don't come all the way to the knee, but they come to just past the ankle. Um, I call. Laron over very cordially and ask her what she thinks of the bits that the shopkeeper is showing me. Comes over and she's like takes a look at them and then turns and smiles. Actually don't you think these look better? And she goes back and picks up the pair that she was looking at earlier just a moment ago. I fucking hate you, Wesper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh. I play it as real as you're going to get it. Go on. I know. Um, uh, I'm sure nice that... Pair too. Yeah. As uh, for you, man. They look smart on you, they would. Kind of, you kind of like, and then she kind of looks down at the boots again, and like looks at the soles of them, and looks at the like feels the, the texture and the rigidity would of it. Keep, would they keep her feet warm during like the wedding ceremony, the ones that she's looking at? To a degree, yeah. I mean, not for a prolonged period of time. Right. He gently reminds her, and politely, also reminds her. Um, we are going to a place during winter. 
and I want you to be warm during this time. And I don't think these particular boots will keep you warm for an extended period of time. Elven weddings can be very long and drawn out. She looks at the boots. And she's like still feeling the texture and she's holding them. She's like, maybe you're right. Maybe we should stop by the weavers on the way back and get some socks. He, he smiles back at her. <laughs> I like these ones. I think these ones. Do you think these ones will go nice? She kind of like looks down at her feet and like looks at the boots and kind of like reaches down and kind of gauges the size of her feet against the the size of the boot. Is these are gonna, these are deep blue the red. Okay, first off, I've got to ask: Is she going to fit into this boot? She's like, um, because if she ain't going to fit into it, she ain't bloody getting it. She can she can try them on. I mean, um, the the, the guy's like, well, we I use the one where to find it. I've got a stool round here. Hang on a minute, I'll get you a stool. <laughs> And he, he, he kind of go, he reaches round and he's like, looks over one shoulder, then looks down towards, and he pulls this box out from underneath the counter itself. Like, it literally is just a tabletop. Mm-hmm. Pulls a box out. It looks like an old crate. He's like, here you go, park yourself down on that. Give him a try. <laughs> and? She sits down. She's like, um, and she, she like, she reach, reaches out and she's like, she lifts her foot up. And she says, "Would you mind?" I, guessing she's directing that at me. Okay. So I walk and I help her shoe. You take and... off it. It's more like a slipper kind of thing, like a ballet shoe. Mm-hmm. You take it off and you can see she's got very small, thin, smooth white skin, um, feet. Very soft. And they're absolutely frozen. They're, her feet are freezing. I'm beginning to think now she needs a better set of shoes. Zelly, you need to pay yourself there. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Super girls out here. Lady. Poor girls out here wearing bally shoes and shit weather. How dare you? Um... I mean, she works in the laundry, so... <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to wear the best shoes, is she, in the laundry, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's usually quite no, warm. Like, yeesh. Still. Anyways, um... <laughs> I help her put on the other, the new shoe. You take her old ballet shoe kind of thing, you can see it, it's old, it's aged, it's, it's seen a few stains from various, like, from the laundry itself. Um... Yeah, you put it to one side. And you're like, okay, um, okay, that, that, I'll put this shoe on for you, and you, you fit this shoe on. And it fits. It seems to go on quite nicely. Here we go with Cinderella. <laughs> it seems to be okay. She says, and again, she jumps up, pushes down her frock kind of thing. And she's like, passes herself out. And she's like, she stands up. And she says, like, one of these boots on and one of her ballet shoes on. This is like a massive contrast. And she's like, she holds her foot out and she kind of like twists it and turns it and points it. And she says, what do you think? Does it look good on her? 
it's different to the ballet thing that she's been wearing. It fits, and it's like it's fairly rigid. It's like up the ankle kind of thing, gives her some ankle support. The ballet, you look across at the ballet shoe again, and it's like there's no support on that. That is never going to go trudging through any snow. I but give the boots her, kind of I like will. I give her a thumbs up and say, I think it looks good, but I also think you're going to need maybe another type of shoe for traveling. I, I, th I think this shoe alongside maybe some street when we're at the wedding, but for traveling, I don't think this shoe would be the best. The guy's like, um, like, after dealing with another customer comes over and hears you say, like, saying what you're saying. It's like, yeah. Never argue with a guy who wants to buy you more than one pair of shoes. <laughs> Lawrence, uh, how many pairs do you think I should need? How many think I should buy? Well, I think the pair that you were looking at is good for the wedding. I mentioned. Are you sure? I mean, they're quite expensive. How expensive are they? Is this a side note? The guy's like, kind of like stood, he's got his hands resting on the table, kind of leaning back, and he's like, scratches his beard a bit. Uh, Dylan tries to run some, says, cheers. Hmm? The cost. Oh, the cost? Them ones? Yeah. The, the ones that the lady is interested in and oh. trying just now. You can have them for like 12 silver pieces. And the bits that you were showing me earlier? The writing ones? Them ones? Oh, they're sturdy ones. Them ones, they'll get you through anything. Get you through mm -hmm. a war, them, need be. Not that I don't think, imagine you're going into war. Although, some people say marriage can be like that. <laughs> Dylan Trust says at the same time when he says <laughs> Dylan Trust says under his as always wedding. <laughs> um God, I'm so glad always not here to hear that. You can um, have them for six silver pieces. They're a bit more durable, not quite as comfortable, but they'll serve your feet. Asks the, um he asks the guy behind the soul. Do you mind if the lady tries one of those on as well? And I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to mute because I'm being shouted for some right, PRB. Right. Sorry. sorry. You spend your time just changing shoes, trying different yeah. pairs on. Okay. PRB. Uh, Theo. Estelle. Yeah. Yes. Um, you were back <laughs> at the residence. You One was going to go and check out on Lily. The other one yes. was going to... No, we were going to check on Lily. Oh, you're both going to check on Lily. All right, we I was... sent the... Uh, Mr... Yeah, the sword is gone. I, I wasn't sure if you are going to check I'm on the... Uh, the, the books or the invite list or anything like that. <laughs> no. You go into the kitchen. And... <laughs> when you go into the kitchen... Estelle, you enter the kitchen first. Theo, you, you follow afterwards. Mm. Estelle, you enter the kitchen. And oh, you can no. see there's a Lily there. She's got a oh, she's got a huge cup of coffee, like a huge mug of coffee, and she's okay. also got what appears to be a ceramic jar with a spoon stuck in it. 
of what? From this angle, he can't really tell. But she... Lily, Lily <laughs> is reciting. Oh, she's, she's got everybody in the kitchen seems to be. It's like it's quiet. And there's about five people, five girls working in this kitchen. And they're all watching Lily. Leaning forward. As if waiting for her to do something or say something. And then you hear, aye. And that's when it happened. Turned round and I saw Theo. And I thought, he's a good lad, him. Burn the house down was a bit of an accident, like. I mean, who is to tell? Saw this guy and I thought, he's come to rescue me, him. I was stuck up on that hill for days, you know. I was just waiting for him to come. You would imagine, a few days ago, he'd have me in his cabin on his ship. His own private ship. All the girls in the kitchen are like, Oh, that oh, sounds really romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds romantic. Please tell us more. Oh, yeah. yeah, she had a shared cabin with like three others, but you know. <laughs> Um, and then you hear this, this, this like she's scooping round while pierced in the bottom of a jar and she pulls a spoon out and you can see it's a spoonful of sticky honey and she's just sucking on it like a lollipop <laughs> that's a lot of honey girl no is she winning the poo what <laughs> one hand wrapped around this jar. She's got the other hand holding a like a, a, a spoon, um, a dessert spoon, which has got like this little sticky bit of. Yeah, and then she puts the spoon back into the jar again, stirs it around, then she reaches over for the coffee. Yeah. And just before she takes, before she takes the drinks, like, aye, he's a good one. And then she takes a, a drink of coffee. She puts the coffee down. Yeah, I was sort of like standing in the way before going in. Like, You're standing in the doorway just watching this, yeah, like... And then, you know, Theo coming behind being like, why she stopped? Her back is towards you, incidentally, I was going to say her back is towards you. Okay. I'm guessing if I'm behind, I can hear it, but I can't oh, see. Oh, you can hear it, you can hear it, but you can't really see it. Um, Estelle, you make your way in. And it looks like Lily's about to start telling some other story. Which is weird. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh no, let her continue, Lizzie. Yeah, and, and the girls in the kitchen kind of notice you. Like, like, and then they, 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 they push themselves away from the table and stand up. And they're like, well, thank you for the story, Miss Lily. Um, girls, back to work. And she kind of claps her hands back together and they all start to like scurry off and start doing like dishes and pots and <laughs> one of them's rolling out pastry uh, Lily's like hey maybe, maybe I'll tell you about the story of like 
how we dealt with those 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 goons at the quarry. Uh, is that the quarry? Aye. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be coming back. Yeah. You... Oh, she's on about the orcs. Okay. <laughs> I don't think what quarry have we been to? She's on about the one just up Farbard. Yeah. Or maybe I run in with the pirates. What does she do in pirates? Did she ever do with pirates? Well, no, she was on the ship with us. Yeah. <laughs> Not when we were dealing with pirates. Yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she was? I thought that was before. No, we got she wasn't. Her. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She came after that. She came after the pirates, but she could be referring to, like, the people on the ship as being pirates. Or she could be just making the whole thing up. This is like me and Estelle just in the corner, just chatting. Like, what's she talking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> then you see the spoon come out again. She puts the coffee cup back down, and the spoon comes out of this jar of honey, and it's like, it's like a lob of honey on the end. It's like, <laughs> and she's sucking you the end. You might not want to put that honey back in any food that you're going <laughs> to <laughs> that honey jar is hers now. <laughs> um, clear my throat. Okay. Lily. She turns around and she says, Ah, there you are. I've just been telling these girls in here about our adventures. Oh, I'm sure you are. Hey. Um, they don't get out much, you know. Well, they are in service to this ho house, so of course they don't get out much. No, so I thought to get out good enough. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd tell them the story of how we met. You know, when Theo came and tried to like serenade me outside my house. I serenade you. Hi. Before he burnt it down. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, uh, why are you eating a big jar of honey? Oh. Well, now you've double dipped, or triple dipped, or or a thousandth dip. So the that jar. It's close enough. Will I mean, it's gone anyway. I mean, I think it was old honey. It didn't taste quite right. So I thought I'd save the. I tried it and it was like it was slightly off. So I saved everybody like the hassle of chucking it out. See, so I did you a favor. If it's slightly off, wouldn't that upset your tummy? Oh, I know. I'm used to it. See, I got a, I got a stomach like cast iron, me. I can I can I can eat anything, me, and I don't get sick. Are you sure? <laughs> Where's Theo? Theo with you? Yeah, I, I step out from behind wherever I was. Oh, yeah, Theo. I hear we're going to Rivendell. Never been to Rivendell. Will we be going together? Uh, don't know yet. We've got to organise some bits. Uh, I'm sure if you're accompanying us, you'll, you'll be joining us. But yeah, It's quite nice. I've never been before. Always wanted to see the place. We've been to the same place, never been before, but yet you know the real one. 
What's with that? <laughs> What's with what? You're in Ireland. With a what? Okay, I'm gonna ask for the girls to bring. She dips a no honey, like another cup of coffee. Like you know, drink another coffee. And yeah, I'll ask one of the girls to bring tea over. You, you'd politely ask if you could possibly have some tea. Um, there's a huge, massive black kettle that's like always, constantly on the boil on the, the on a stove. Um, the stove is log and coal fired. Um, there's adjoining ovens around it of hard cast iron that used for baking bread and for roasting potatoes and things like that. Hmm. Um, alongside it, there's um, a piece of meat that seems to be rotating slowly um, on a on a spit like a chain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's connected to some kind of like a, a windmill that that through a gear mechanism that goes through one of the outer walls um, wind powered turned um, she turns like like drops a a, um, a cog into the mechanism and it automatically starts rotating the, the meat that's roasting um, she goes and fetches and brings a, a tray of uh of uh, of a tea, um, some very uh, dried out hardened sugar um, that can be broken up and crumbled, not for spoon or such, but with your fingers can be crumbled, as much as in the same way as you would sprinkle salt and pepper on food. Um, so it's like a nugget of sugar um, and a small cream pot as well. Um, it takes a few minutes to assemble that, but then she brings it across to you. All this time, Lily's like, she's given up on the um, honey pot now and pushed it to one side with the spoon sticking out the top of it. Um, she's definitely loose, but she's feeling much better. And she's, um, oh yeah, yeah, and she and and the coffee and this this coffee. And she puts drinks it, and she like puts it all the way back, and she drinks all the way to the bottom, and then she puts the cup down on the on the bench heavy wooden bench in the center of this kitchen. Mm-hmm. She like wipes her mouth with her sleeve. Um, but because she's been sucking on honey, she's got honey all the way around her lips, so when she pulls the sleeve away, she's got like little bits of like fur and fabric like stuck around her lips. Um. So she's like puckering her lips and then she's sticking her tongue out and licking them off. No. Max her lips together. I can't watch this. I need. I grab a napkin. <laughs> Go full on. <laughs> yeah, she could do that cleaning spell herself. <laughs> she probably could. Yeah, she probably could. Yeah. Um, I could have done that too, but oh, I can't. Okay, you you, you just like yeah. You grab a napkin and pass it to her, and she's like, oh, it's nice that. Hmm. You just tasted your own clothing. Please explain who you at Elrond. Elrond? Yeah. Yeah. I. The guy that was here? Yes. What about him? How do you know Lord Elrond? How did you come across each other? What do you mean? Exactly what I'm asking you. Oh, my first time with Lord Elrond. Whatever, well, you know. Oh, it, it, you know. 
You can tell us all Lord Eldrond will tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. My first time with Lord Eldrond. How you know each other. No, that was my Where first time. That was my first time with Lord Eldrond. I've heard about him. Wait, why, why are you I'm pretty sure you both said it's good to see you again. Yes. Oh, right. Um, why well, we did kind of bump into each other. Do it was we? a while ago. Well... How long ago? But, uh, what day is it? Let's see. Rough estimate. Not exactly a number of days, but rough. It only means to be like, oh, we we met 10,000 days ago. No, just be like, oh, like a year or so ago in the winter or something. In that description. <laughs> it was a wee while ago. What's a wee while? Uh... Because sometimes you've said a wee while and it could be just last week versus a wee while of <laughs> a decade. Alright, alright. I didn't think you expected a wee diary or something. <laughs> I'm not being... <laughs> I'm not asking for specific dates. I'm just being like, you know, what you does bet, a wee you've while... You've not told us much truth yet. So like, every time we've hey, asked you, we've sort of sidetracked. I've been honest with everybody. I haven't yeah. lied. You've when we honest. just asked you about Lord Elrond, you said that was the first time you met, and now you're saying that actually you met him previously. I had my first mm-hmm. time with Lord Elrond. I thought you meant when, like, you know, when he healed us. I thought, oh, my first time with Lord Elrond. You know, like going to doctors. Uh, Lord Elrond. Is not someone you just visit because you need a checkup? <laughs> oh. Well, that's a shame, because he's pretty good. Oh, is that what he did? He helped you with something? Is that what... You know, a brief encounter you had? Brief encounter? I don't know. I wish. Although I've got Theo now. I don't think you can compare Theo with Laura Elrond. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you're both different people. That's true. But, yeah. Let's get, let's get back to the point. Let's get back to the point. When and where did you meet? I met him. Let's see. Where was it? Was it Rivendell? No, it wasn't Rivendell. I was on my way to Rivendell. That was it. I was on my way to Rivendell, and I bumped into him. Literally, he was out hunting, and I was just in the neighbourhood. You know, like, looking for some things. You know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, well, he kind of ran me away, you know, with his horse. He was mightily upset, though, you know what I mean? He, he apologized. And he said, oh, very sorry. Uh, didn't see you there. And I said, oh, it's all right. I'm just picking stuff, you know, herbs, flowers, plants. That sort of stuff. I was looking for summer. Uh, what you were looking for? Well, I was in the area. That's not what you're looking for. <laughs> I, I, I just, like... Well, I that, have... That's another thing, because you initially told us <laughs> you'd only been to two locations prior, and they were in Gondor. And now you're telling us you've been all the way over here. That's completely different. 
Well, I sort of have. But I haven't yet, if you know what I mean. You're not another timey-wimey person, are you? Timey-wimey! <laughs> I don't know what... Yeah. What? Can you manipulate time? Who can? You! Theo. Or me? You! Yes! What is you Theo? All the time! What's what? Hello, is someone inside Lily's head right now? We need oh, okay. to understand. <laughs> what was it that you were looking for when you bumped into Lord Elrond? Well, I was, well, I had a little bit of an accident. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. I was trying to show somebody something. And the magic's called, you know what I keep saying, my magic works sometimes and sometimes doesn't? Right. It kind of didn't. <laughs> and so you were left alone? No. I kind of... It, it it went a bit weird. You know what I mean? I was just demonstrating. I didn't expect it to work. And I just, like, I ended up almost getting run over by Elrond. So you use, like, teleportation magic? Is that what I'm understanding? Sort of. Were you with another person? I probably... Uh, oh, uh, I was definitely with somebody else. I um, it might have been the stone circle. I might have got the measurements wrong. The stone circle near Rivendell. I don't think so. So it just popped you in the middle of a field. Aye, it kind of miscalculated a little bit. What were you aiming for? Um, well, I was just explaining. I wasn't particularly aiming for anywhere. I just suggested Rivendell. Consider you a whip. As an example. I suggested it as an example. Right? That's all I did. And then, woof! And I ended you up... You and the other person were woofed away in front of Lord Elrond. Yes. Bloody hell as a horse. Woof! And I was on my back. <laughs> with the other person there as well? No. I, they just... didn't get teleported with you? No. Was the other person Priscilla? Who? Priscilla? Yeah, was that the person you were demonstrating stuff to? Oh god, no. I wouldn't demonstrate anything for her. Jesus, I wouldn't demonstrate how to dissect a mouse with her. She doesn't that person yet. Marisha? Mm-hmm. Maybe? It is. It must Wait, be. So they've met? Why am I being cross-examined here? All I did is eat the honey. Um, when uh, L um, Lily was uh, a bit, uh, you know, uh, tired and and confuzzled and and still stuck on on the sofa, um, when I was checking up on her, she mentioned some stuff about. She reaches over and takes one of the biscuits. Athea. So, they've met. Crunch. Is this part of her planning? Crunch. Or is this something that's... Oh, no, what? For weird, I was kid okay, now I'm going to break down again. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So, you've 
you've met the a lady called Marisha. The future one. Meta. What circle were you trying to teleport from? See. Well, it's probably the one at Kalost. I was only given a demonstration. I mean, I don't think I quite got it right. How long ago? In real terms? Mm hmm. Not yet. How do you know then? I don't know what. That you haven't done it yet, but you know you're going to do it in the future. How do you know about it? Because I did. It just happened. Have you travel? Have you yourself travelled back? Ah, I guess that's the answer. I didn't mean to. Are you Where's from it? the same timeline as Marisha? Yeah. Ah, you could say that. I didn't mean to, though. I mean, I kind of explained a little bit of it to Elrond. I don't think he quite grasped it, though. I think he thought. That is why to... she's a thorn. Not super sorry. Everybody in the kitchen just just <laughs> drop of pans and shit like that. It's like, whoa. That's why yeah. things are not happening the way they're supposed to. Because Lily was the thorn on the backside of time. Okay. <laughs> Marisha did say you're a canny guy, though. She said you'd understand. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I sort of get where it's coming from. Yeah, I understand. I just don't know. I, I, I need paper. I need pens. I need to write down stuff. I need to draw lines. But, I mean, I started the conversation earlier. And I wasn't going to look into this sort of stuff. Hey, she said you're right. She said, like, you're a canny guy. Like, you were good for her. Just, I didn't expect to be like me doing the traveling. We can get answers from Lily. That's it. Were you waiting on that hilltop for us, or did you prepare? Or hey, I've been there days. Days. But you knew we were going to be there. I had an inkling. So no. you set your house on fire. Look, I can't be blamed for that. I did it. <laughs> nice try. Nice try, Theo. Nice try. Marisha said you're a canny guy. She kept on telling me stories about you. You seemed alright. So I figured, hey. And she said, like, she told me, like, what you did and where you were and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm, what am I supposed to do? I took it as an advantage. Gotta meet this guy. So you weren't sent by her, you just ended up being back here by accident and you thought, well, I know this person, let's go hang out with him. That's what it sounds like. Is that correct? Or did she actually ask you to do something with us? No. I mean, I don't think so. But she knew you went back to us, yes? Well, I guess she does know. <laughs> I mean, me being here is a complete accident. Not my fault. So how did you know Priscilla? Priscilla? 
Yeah. The, yeah, the one yeah. where you call the Black Priestess. Hey. Priscilla. You said you've been hanging around with her, but you must have been hanging around with her for at least a year. Maybe longer than that. Hey. But not. So, did you, did you travel back in time five years ago? Seven years ago? Twenty years ago? Mm, couple of years. During the war? Uh, before the war. You know, like, maybe if you... Maybe about six months before the war. Okay. Besides, I don't know Priscilla from then. I know Priscilla from, like... Not then. You know what I mean? From... From the future past. From what will come. In the other... Other line. Okay. I... I was teaching Marisha how to do, like... Control the... You know, the... Time lapses? call them that you know and Priscilla was like hey you know about this stuff so she was asking questions so I was like anyway I cottoned on to her I knew what she was up to she wanted to go back in time to be able to like screw things up so I stopped her yeah I ran away Marisha me and Marisha we ran away and uh, we ran back to Kalos because Nah, Marisha liked that place. Was it still alive? Was there people there? Still, you know, was it working? It was a bit of a... I'll be honest with you. It was a bit of a mess. Yeah. See, Priscilla didn't quite... She wasn't very good at housekeeping. She wasn't very good at much things. Um, She kind of redecorated. A little... You know. Nah, she lived everywhere. She moved about, but wrecked a lot of places. You know what I mean? Like made a mess. You know, burned places down, turfed people out. Yeah, but Marisha wanted to go back there. She said there was something there that she needed to. I guess I know what happened to the previous residents. Um. Anyway. I thought, oh, there's a stone circle here. So I was doing a little bit of, like, explaining things and trying to answer a few questions that Marisha was like, and give her a bit of guidance. And, you know, and uh, it didn't go well. And, poof, something happened. I don't know what it was. But it was like, there was like a, a, a rip, you know, like a, a tear or something. Something that had been disrupted. And it, it threw me back. You know? I can't imagine what it was. Odd. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know beyond that, really. I just know that the event that happened in the future had a pulling to the event that happened in the past. So, something happened anyway. I don't know what it was. Anyway, I woke up in the woods and I was like, where the hell am I? And I just wandered for days. And eventually I ended up somewhere north of the mountains, somewhere. I don't know where. I figured moving north is probably better because everything south, for me, was just wasteland. Wrecked. Destroyed. Is that in the past or now? Sorry, in the future or now? Like, but your time? In your time? Oh, my time. In the future, it was, it was desolate. It was destroyed. 
Everything south of the White Mountains was gone. Can you tell me what did it? What did it? Mm. Priscilla. She went on like a rampage and pretty much annihilated the lands, yeah? There's nothing there to stop her. Started in the south. Yeah. She had this army. They marched under a, a black tree. Mm. Is that the army that we now like having the assassins from? Is it... They marched under a black tree. They were all dark skinned. Anyway, they marched from the south. They destroyed Umbar. They marched into Amrun. And they destroyed all that. And then they just kept going. Eventually crossed the Anduin. And they laid an attack into Minas Tirith. But they couldn't take Minas Tirith. Marisha said that in the past they had they did something very clever. What they did is they stored in the vaults under Minas Tirith ancient relics that could help protect the city and keep it safe. <laughs> They were very clever. Anyway, Marisha kind of like said that some adventurers went in there. She thought that maybe um, Theo might have been part of that group that went in and, and, and rescued all these relics and treasures and kept them safe in Minas Tirith. And they used those relics to be able to help defend the city. And it was the last city to stand. But uh, everything except Minas Tirith, where all the people all stayed. The, the villagers, they didn't stand a chance. And all the lands as far as, as Kalost and Kalnhad, they were all torched and burned. She went to Kalost and Kalnhad to try and find answers. But uh, we were ahead of her. We escaped. Well, I did at least anyway. I tried doing some incantation on the stones. And I tried to get Marisha to do her time travel thing. But something went wrong. I don't know what it was. There was a disruption somewhere. Something interfered. And I ended up here. And I, I didn't know anyone. And I, uh, I remember the stories that Marisha told me. Aye. So, you can't blame me really. I knew where you were going to be. I waited for you. Dolan Roth. Turned up out the blue. I thought... This is the only place I know they're going to be. So I just made myself a mischief. Made myself a <laughs> I knew you'd come. Hope you don't mind. Well, I mean, I can't fault you for, like, hanging around and knowing to come to us sort of thing, but... Aye. Besides the Priscilla of today, she cottons on. Oof. What is this she has that she's already caught on? Oh, I don't know. I mean, she's clever. She's smart. She's I mean, not been manipulating Miss time, did though. just stab you. You know, no, now that's know open. That now that's open for discussion. That could be a motive of the assassin. I mean, did you say about the black tree tattoo that was on him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the dark tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The assassin that stabbed you had the, the dark tree on it. The tattoo. So they we just... now need to know if they're from this timeline or that's an assassin brought back from the other timeline. 
Well, as far as I know, they can't time travel. I mean, the only one that can time travel is because of Marisha. An accident happened to her, see, when she was younger. She was telling us. Weird. What if? There's still a bit of an eeriness about that place. Hmm? Yeah, but what if Priscilla had contacted this Black Priestess in our timeline? So your, your Priscilla somehow sent a message to our Black Priestess, who now knows about stuff, who can go and recruit these forces yeah. or has she had these recruitments all the time and she's just been building up an army ready to take I over i don't know it's a little complicated I but mean, as far as i know priscilla cannot time travel she wants to she says she wants to go back but um <laughs> considering she's been able to just We thought she was using the stones to teleport around, though. Aye, she can do that. I mean, she normally the stones can teleport, but there's something else in them, like on that stones, that they're just wrong. Somebody, yeah, well, on that one, it's got a prison underneath as well, like a dimensional uh, rift. Well, she was interested in that as well. I mean, she wanted to be able to go back in time to try and stop something or try and prevent something or change something. I can't remember. She kept on asking questions like whether it was possible. And I was like, well, you could. Anyway, in my time, she couldn't hold all of Middle Earth by herself. I think she realized this. And she couldn't lay siege to Minas Tirith. Not on her own. She needed help. And she was looking for that help. And she came to me, and I was like, nah, I don't want any of this. So we escaped. We got away. We just say got away as well. Did... Did Marisha... ever... mentioned... Like when talking about, for example, Theo, and just been like talking about him in the past tense, or like, um, what do you want to know? I mean, I don't know if the, the, these events don't happen for like a couple of hundred years. You'd be like, oh, oh, you know, uh, she told me about your death, and you know. We didn't know. All we know is that. It sounds um, like she grew up and left, and I ended up doing something else. Because if she said she doesn't know if it was me who was at one of the adventures in Minas Tirith, it doesn't sound like she was with me for a long period. But obviously, it's the, as you say, the daughter grows up, leaves home, finds her own way. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I don't think we had much contact, which is sad, I don't know. I would like to get contract. No, but she always said it. She said she always had a soft spot for you. And Freya. She grew up a lot with Freya. When you're gone, Freya kind of stepped in. Well, that's sort of what's happening now in a, for a bit until Freya came over. I'll give Freya a new sword. <laughs> <laughs> stepped in. But, uh, I, I think I've done my fair share of time traveling, to be honest. You're just going to around. Oh, hey. What else can I do? I mean, if those assassins find me again. Whew. If they know to a target you, then that means this 
for Selenos to target you. Don't know why they're after me. I mean, considering what you told us, that seems ample reason. I do have a little bit of knowledge about the future. Maybe that's something to do with it. That yeah. plus you have the knowledge of how to time travel. Well, with the storms, I Yes. But you're one part of what she needs. Yeah. And also one part which we can foil her part. She's not going to like that, you know, when she finds out that you know. Mm -hmm. Marisha or Priscilla? Priscilla. Mar oh, why would Marisha be bad about this? I don't I'm know. Just, just later. <laughs> I, I know, but but I feel like she's not going to be as upset as what Priscilla would be. Right. I mean, from what I'm seeing, I think Marisha kind of like can take care of herself from what people have told me. See, I mean... When we go to Rivendell, you'll probably have the chance to actually meet the 11 year old Marisha. Oh, that'd be interesting. Complicated. Try not to, like, give her all this timey wimey stuff information. Oh, uh, I can't is... imagine what kind of a image it would leave on a small child's mind me explaining that the fact that we're going to be best friends in the future, but we're going to have to live through several wars and then run away and then I'm going to be sucked through time. Yeah, just almost. be like, oh, you can call me Auntie Lily or something. You know? Aunt Lily. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Auntie Lily. Right. That'd be quite nice to get to know this Theo. Every yes, night she used to tell me stories. Theo Theo did this and Theo did that. And Theo went there and Theo fought, fought this battle. And I'm like, that's all we grew up with. We didn't have much else. I mean, there wasn't much else around, to be honest. Everything else was either smashed or broken. About anyone else? Hey, she's not saying about anyone else. Like the other. Individual. Oh, aye. She told me about Freya and your adventures, you know, and Estelle. Items? And... Did she ever mention any items? Items. Stones, like so big. Sorry. Any like stones or anything like that, or swords or stones, swords. I don't know. I mean. I was just trying to help her harness her time travel abilities. I don't know what happened to her after I left. I'm guessing she succeeded because she's travelled back in time. Well, I'm guessing so because um, from what people are telling me, she took care of that assassin who was trying to kill me. Yeah. Oof. Well, I'm guessing she did. Oh, she did. I did... Uh... I did to do a little uh, dreamy weemy. Oh, it's fine, yeah. Travel around Middle Earth. Well, no, I need the stones to travel around Middle Earth. Marisha doesn't. Apparently, an accident happened to her in the past where yeah, she. Yeah, could we use the stones? I don't see why not, but I'm not traveling. Hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a lot of information we got from you, and uh, thank you for telling us. So, like, can I have your honey back? Can you what? Have your honey back. We didn't take this in your hands. Um, right. we didn't really take it away from you. Oh, that is fine. Put it to the side of you. There's not much honey in the future. 
For some reason, that is a little sad. I'm not going to be friends with this Mirishua in the future because how old are you going to be? Are you immortal? What? Are you an elf? Are Me? you your appearance? Yeah. I'm not immortal. I'm just a normal human. You, you won't live the same age. Like if you said this is going to be like decades, like 30, 40 decades. Yeah. No, I'm talking 200 years. 200 years. So you're from the future in 200 years on a different timeline. This Mirishu is only 12, 11. Aye. You won't be the same buddy buddy friendship. But does that mean. She's half elf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she'd live that long. I know that. Aye. Well, we grew up together. Well, I kind of grew up with her. You know what I mean? That means you'll grow up again with her again, but from a young age again, yeah? I don't quite follow. I haven't been so, born yet. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Currently, you will be with past her and you're going to oh. grow up again. I, I love it. I love views. <laughs> trying to understand team travel. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's like, so I've got this. I've got future uh, Liddy is going to grow up with past Marisha, and then future no. Marisha is going to grow up with uh, new no. uh, Liddy. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is literally that. <laughs> no, what you've got is future Lily who grew uh, who grows no, up. No, she's going to grow future. up again with the new Marisha. The, yeah. the, the Marisha of today. The, yeah. The, the Marisha of today still grows up with the. Yeah, 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 I get that part as well. But what I'm saying is <laughs> that entire section where you were teaching her a trainer, is that not going to change for her? So therefore... No. Oh, no, I've still will. done that. I've done that. Yeah, yeah in, 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 in Lily's eyes, she's already done that. She's already yeah. through it. She's done that bit, yeah. I get all the time why I'm I get the time why I'm But there are certain points in this that just don't seem to add up yet. There might be some more information that's missing, but I know there's something that's not fitting in. We thought shopping was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated, I know. I'm still trying to work it out myself. But I can't be one of the inventors to save Middle-earth, or to defend Minas Tirith, unless it happens in the next 20 uh, years. And then even oh. then, I'm going to be old. Hey. Unless something's happened to me to stop me aging. Doubtful. Because then I'll probably still die anyway. I mean, it's possible. There's... I think there's magic that can prolong youth. Yeah, like, she's like got a spoon in her mouth and she's like... Those are cards. <laughs> what? Those are cards, Take the spoon out, she says. Please, please. You've got your cards. Thank God, sir.